This is Brett Barish, CEO of Sovereign Brands, and you're listening to Self Made. Hey, brother. Hey, what's up, Brett? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I got to give a shout out to the Deacon too. That looks so cool. I can't wait to get my hands on stuff. You honest. know, I was thinking about you because I figured you'd love the design. Yes. Beautiful. What a beautiful bottle. But are you into steampunk? Yeah, a little bit. I, I just thought, I, I, I don't know, for some reason I was thinking of you on this, just because of the design. And yeah. uh, it's that pencil effect, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, um, what do you call that? Printmaking. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I, I had to give a little love to, to, the, to the deacon. But it's great to talk to you, Pony. I'm excited for this. You're the first person I've ever interviewed for who's a tattoo artist. Oh, right so I'm stoked about this. I I'm start out with everybody the same way, uh, whether it's, it's Lil Wayne or, or Wiz or Post. Um, and I'm going to ask you the same question. What does self-made mean to you? Oh, boy, that's a heavy question. Um, I suppose self-made to me is uh, putting in the work by yourself, laying down the bricks to success without having anybody around you uh, that kind of shares that similar dream. Um, I mean, of course, there are always going to be supporters and whatnot of you, but most people think you're crazy when you have those, uh, you know, wild dreams. And I guess um, it's hard to, to, to have those people that support you along the way, especially when you're younger at it. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, so I didn't have many people around me when I was starting. Uh, so that's, I guess, what it means to me personally. So, so tell me, and I can relate to a couple things, wild dreams. What was the wild dreams you had? Sure. All right. So, uh, well, I grew up in a very, very, very tiny town. So... Um, anything outside the normal like um, factory job or like repeating what your parents did was just kind of out of the norm. Uh, not that pe many people went to college in my area. Again, it was a very, very, very small town. So it was just kind of, you just kind of fit in the mold and went, uh, you know, you got in line along with everybody else and just did what they were doing. So uh, I had that tattoo itch when I was really young and me and my cousin drew a lot. We were always into art. So uh, a lot of people thought I was crazy when you know I started drawing on my friend's arms and just actually talking about wanting to make money out of that did did, did you, you my my big mistake was always asking other people their their opinion if it should I do this for sure and and nine out of ten is always no don't do it and that's the most frustrating part is it's my fault I shouldn't be asking the question did you do the same yeah, I mean, I still catch myself doing that today sometimes. You know, it's yeah. like you rely on other people's opinions when if you relied on their opinions, then you would be in their shoes. Yep. So it's like you got to kind of have faith in yourself and, you know, just believe in yourself. If you feel like that's the right thing to do, then, you know, don't let anything hold you back. Um, and, of course, advice is great it's from other people. You get some insight. But, uh, yeah, again, most people aren't going to be down to take those leaps of faith. So you're only going to get those no's, you know. So where did So where did the love for – what was the inspiration for tattooing? Oh, I say as far back as I can remember, um, when I was 12, I think I was in sixth grade. I don't know if you remember those uh, pogs, that milk cap game pogs. Yeah. At all. All right. Yeah. So sweet. So I had like a, an obsession with those. If I ever got a quarter or 50 cents, I'd go down to this little uh, next door food store and I'd buy one of those pogs out of the machine. So they had all these cool designs on them. And one year for Christmas, I got a, a pog book. And uh, when I was this kid, I was 12 years old. I used to steal from Walgreens all these like different pens. So I had like this big pen collection. I had a gigantic pen collection in school, all sorts of different colors. So I drew those images uh, on paper and then I drew those paper images on people for like 50 cents or for something out of the lunch line. Um, so, ever, so ever since I can remember, even before tattooing, before I like saw a tattoo, I was, it was just drawn to that connection of drawing on somebody, you know. What, but what, 
what what gives you that feeling? I want to draw on somebody, I, if you know what I mean. Oh, right, right, sure. Like, I think naturally I'm just a huge, like, people person. I love being around people, meeting new people. So I think there was just something about, like, uh, I don't know, paper was all right, but it was always flat and boring. So I think maybe I probably started drawing out on myself, and then I just got into drawing people. And it, the way the pen felt on the skin, it just glided real smooth. It felt a lot different than paper, you know what I mean? There was just something about it, uh, and that was fun. So just, like, making all these crazy colors on. Uh, so which came first you uh, you getting your own tattoo or you giving a tattoo almost at the same time i got my first tattoo at 14 so a couple years later after that when i was 14 my dad took me to a tattoo party come on he had been, oh yeah it was in this garage and he had been or he had been tattooed at that tattoo party previously a few other times he went um once and got a little zigzag man you know from the orange rolling papers he got a little yeah. zigzag man on his arm and then the next time he went he got a huge green pot leaf behind it and then the third time he went, he got my name above that pot leaf. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like that was my first close encounter, like with uh, like real tattoos. And then he asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, you're kidding me. I'll, you know, let's go, sign me up. So we get there and um, my dad asked me if I want one. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess, I don't know. And then the artist was like, well, what do you want? And I, again, I said, I have no clue. I'm 14, I'm nervous as hell right now. So uh, my dad was like, just put his initials on his arm. So then I sat down in the chair and they got uh, super high and uh, he, tr he started to draw on my arm, my initials. And then he's like, oh, wait a minute, stand up, dude. So I stand up and of course it's super crooked. So he had to wipe it all down and redo it. Uh, but yeah, I just got my initials on my arm when I was 14. Um, and then I thought I was the coolest shit, you know, but that came very shortly after uh, came me tattooing on other people because I was offered a tattoo machine at school for 20 bucks, so like a prison style machine for 20 bucks that I continued to ruin my friend's skin with. So I'm blown away. Are you close with your dad? Uh, well, he passed away almost 20 years ago now. Wow. But, so he never actually got to see me in a shop. But I did tattoo him a few times uh, before he passed away. But I was super close, yeah. But to have him take you at 14, did you just, like, when you think about that, it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. My mom didn't know what to think about it, you know, and that, uh, I, they were separated. I, I don't, my dad didn't live with us ever since I was, like, three years old. Yeah. So, um. I went back to my dad's trailer and then my mom showed up and she was freaking out about how like big it was. It was only this big, but she was like, Oh my God, Pony, it's so big. You know, but uh, you know, since he said it was okay, it's like the, I was one parent agreed with it. So she couldn't do much. So what was, I'm, you get asked this all the time, but I, I want to know what was the first tattoo you gave somebody else? I would love to see what it looks like now. Uh, it was with that, prison style machine it was like a big pen with a melted toothbrush uh, a thread needle uh, and i wrapped or a sewing needle and i wrapped a bunch of thread around that needle broke open another big pen got the ink from that so it was a bunch of like disgusting parts all frankenstein together uh, i plugged it into the wall and it just started taking off so it was a legit like prison style machine and um and i went to my friend's garage and i tattooed my buddy phil or attempted to tattoo my buddy phil the words bling bling on his arm but I just remember it bleeding so much and like not really much. <laughs> it was, it was his idea to do the bling bling. Oh yeah. Um, are you, are you still in touch with him? No, I haven't seen him since then. So I would love to see it now though. No, no, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's just a big scar. He, he might've gotten it covered up, but he, I bet you so, can still feel it. Did it give you a high? Did it give you this feeling of this is the coolest thing? You know, I like oh, yeah. this feeling I'm doing for other people. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, so I grew up in a town of 3,000, so nobody around me was doing anything like that. So 
uh, I also kind of grew up like not cool in school, kind of a nerd. I was in like band, like just, you know, that typical kid. So to have that kind of edge, you know what I mean? It just made me feel cool. It made me like fit in. Um, and then slowly but surely enough, more and more people started to get tattooed by me. So it kind of uh, let me feel like I was able to offer something to people that I couldn't before. And did you, from that moment, was it, I want to do this. This is what I want to do for a living. This is what I want Without to do. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, and then I haven't stopped, uh, haven't looked back since. It's been like, I don't know what it is, but you don't get that feeling from anything else unless you're truly passionate about something. I'm sure it's a similar feeling, but that is what is inside of me. That's how I feel about that. So how do you, how do you, and uh, in, even in my dealings with graphic artists, even my own team, there's this compromise that has to take place between my ideas and their ideas. Sure. How do you how do you manage somebody coming in saying this is exactly what I want versus, you know, you kind of coming up with your own for them? If you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just it, it comes more with experience of like the, a lot of the newer tattoos tattooers might not be able to communicate that with their client as well, and the client might not be as happy. But if you can thoroughly explain to the client why some things might not work and why some things might look better. And it helps, of course, if you have a visual representation. But if you can just clearly speak your mind, then the, the artist and the client will both be happier in the long run. But um, you just got to let some people know that some things aren't tattooifiable, you know what I mean? Or if they've got like too much detail squeezing into them, that won't heal well. Uh, so again, I think if you're just clear up front with the client, then most of the time it ends up great. But if you kind of let those things fall into place on their own, you know, you're, you're just asking for a, a disaster. Are you always um, drawing? Are you always playing with ideas? Not as much anymore as I used to. Uh, I st I've still got this big drawing in the front room that I'm working on now, and I'd love to keep pushing on those, but it's just hard finding time around all the stuff I'm doing at the moment. If I weren't tattooing, I would definitely be drawing a lot more. Um, but it, like I said, it's just kind of hard to find time with, with the tattoo shop, with my clients, and with the YouTube. So... Was there, you know, it's interesting because I'm trying to think about it from a music perspective or uh, an actor getting, uh, you know, a, a person putting out their first song or their first success. What was it for you that that was the I've made it moment, I'm doing it moment, I'm happy moment? Uh, I don't know because I feel like that really quite hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? Since they, I feel like it just happens um, piece by piece. Like I don't, Inked Magazine, uh, the Inked Magazine interview might be, a point where I can reference that might be at like where other people started to see my work outside of my local neighborhood. You know what I mean? That, I guess that kind of um, put other people's eyes on me. So I guess that's probably a point to where I can refer to, which was about, uh, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago. Did it have an, and did it have, is that a personal thing that helped you or was it, boy, people are not aware of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, th I think it was it was both um, because, I mean, it gave me some confidence that I must be doing something okay. And then just uh, I started to get influxes of emails of, you know, clients I've never heard of from out of this, out of, uh, outside of Chicago. And uh, and then other magazines hit me up and wanted to do some interviews as well. So I knew that came from the Inked Magazine interview. Things like the apps you created or the YouTube or um, I know you're working on the, the Sip and Critique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that come out of you just saying, I want to try this, I want to do this, meaning it's just you're evolving, if you know what I mean? Yeah, most of the time, it's just some random idea that just it's a seed that's planted and it grows from there. 
um, you know, like when it comes to the tattoo stencil app, me and my buddy Garrett were having a conversation in the shop and he said that uh, he used a certain Photoshop filter on a computer to make something happen. And at the time, you know, like all these tattooers are traveling. So I was thinking nobody brings their computer to travel with them. There, this has to be on the iPad. There has to be something like that on the iPad. And it didn't exist. So, of course, there's a hole to be filled. Uh, so that was my job. I filled that hole. Uh, but, yeah, any, even now it's like I'm coming up with all these different video ideas. Uh, and it's just if, you know, it's, if a little idea sounds good and we can build from it, um, then we pursue it and see what comes of it, you know. What, what were you most surprised that's been the most successful for you that you didn't think? Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, I guess, I guess being noticed in public maybe because, uh, I do see the numbers on the YouTube. I know that those are real people, but they, it also, it also seems like make believe like it's just a random made up number. So, um, my buddy, Ryan told me that it's it's like showing up for a show. You know, you're playing guitar for all these people. Uh, even playing guitar in front of 2,000 people is a lot of people. But when 50,000 people, 100,000 people show up to watch you play, if you saw those people in person, it would be intimidating. But since it's just a number on YouTube, it's not that bad. Um, but uh, I forgot where I was going with that question. But I guess just people noticing me in public, I guess, would be the craziest thing to me. Like, that still blows my mind. Is, is, are there people that you looked up to in the community? when you were growing up and doing this? Sure thing, without a doubt. So there was no such thing as uh, tattoo TV shows when I was yep. when I first started. Uh, there was barely any tattoo magazines. Of course, you probably remember Easy Rider yep. Magazine and, and Tattoo Magazine. We're about the only two. Um, so if you wanted to see anything tattoo related, you looked in those magazines. Um, so with that, I, saw, I started to see Nico Hurtado's work, Bob Tyrell's work out of Detroit, uh, Tom Renshaw. They were all doing this realistic work that I didn't think was possible because I was so used to the traditional regular style walk-in shop tattoos, you know, and then these guys were pulling off stuff that you just never saw before. Like you still didn't know what those artists looked like, but you're like, who the hell are these guys doing yep. this insane? Um, so then I kind of knew that was possible. And then that kind of changed my direction uh, on what I wanted to do in tattooing. It, 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 when someone comes up to you now and says, I want to be an artist, but well, what's the advice you give them? Uh, I mean, try not to let anybody discourage you, especially when it comes to the tattoo world, because there's going to be a lot of people that try to uh, tell you it's not for you or discourage you or put you down uh, in some way or another. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't listen to them uh, or their advice that they have because they've been doing it. Like, a, I think a lot of times tattooers are discouraging people to pursue it because they're worried about the diseases that they can pass via home tattooing, which is a real thing. Yep. But once you get past that hurdle, uh, there is no reason why... Uh, these people shouldn't pursue it if they want to. If you really want to, then I think everybody should be able to do that. Of course, there isn't that many spots in tattoo shops to take care of everybody. So you just got to work on your portfolio, work on your drawing, um, show up to a tattoo shop that you like, that you trust, and keep going back. If they say they don't have room, go home, make some more drawings, improve on those drawings, and go back in a few weeks and show them you've learned, show them you've grown, and keep doing that. And they won't, like, they have to take notice of that and... Um, you know, hopefully they'll eventually have a spot for you and they can teach you the ropes and actually get you, you inside a shop. It is, it, what inspires you today? Hmm. Other artists, I suppose, uh, other artists and what they're doing, people taking big leaps, uh, you know, making crazy moves yourself, like just these, these, these unique individuals that are uh, making big strides. Um, knowing that it's possible, you know, just uh, uh, allows you to kind of follow in their footsteps. Is uh, 
is seeing other people emulate your work is that satisfying most definitely and uh you know because i I'm not going to ever say like I started micro tattoos or anything like that. But when I started to do these tiny portrait tattoos, I started to see other people take the same shapes of them. And, and then it did start to grow. So I feel like I have to take some pride in that uh, because it was cool seeing that. And I still see them to this day. On that note, I do want my work to be more like a, a, a museum gallery, not a museum gallery, like an art gallery. I want yep. my stuff to change, change all the time. So I almost think my micro portraits are done and I need to move on to the next chapter and then work on something else for a few years. And then, you know, so it's ever changing. So people can't really catch up. Right. So I, uh, when co I've been getting my hair cut from the same person for 20 years. Oh, wow. And when COVID <laughs> hit, I was in Chicago, um, at the time and, uh, I had to get, a, it's been a year. I had to get a haircut and I called the same as Fabrizio and I said, Fabrizio, I, I, listen, I'm not going to get to New York anytime soon. I need your permission to go see somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Is is it somewhat the same where there's this sense of significant loyalty to one artist to do your, your multiple tattoos? If you know what I mean. Sure thing. There definitely can be. Some people will only go to one artist because they like that person's style. Uh, on the other hand, there are true tattoo collectors. Like when I say tattoo collectors, I mean somebody that travels the world getting something from each of these artists that they like. Mm. Uh, you know which. To me, it's awesome. I like that. I think it's the coolest it's, thing. It's a it's neat idea. Easy, right? Like, so uh, I, I, I love those people so much just because they're the ones out there spending their hard-earned money and not only on travel uh, and, and expenses, and but they're actually paying for the tattoos as well. And then at the same time, you get to see all these other tattoos from tattooers around the world. So like, to me, those are the coolest people in the industry are these like serious true tattoo collectors. It's almost like... Uh... It's like hitting all 50 states or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It, right, it's right, like right. hitting the top 50 if you could. Like, that's the goal. Like, that that would be their goal. Correct. Yeah, they just get their whole body filled with all this nuts work. I mean, I'm so jealous. I wish I could do that. But, you know, it's, it, it takes a certain person. So you critique people, right? You critique art. Like, what 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 puts you, not what puts you in that position. Why Why critique? Well, I, I started to get a few questions from people like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever that uh, they wanted to know what they can do to improve. So instead of like answering each of these people individually, I figured I could just kind of funnel them to a YouTube or a, an email to where I could, man, it's been almost two years now, but I wanted to funnel them to the YouTube to where I can just talk about them and let them know what I thought about their tattoos, um, you know, in an honest way, no sugar coating, because it, like the problem is with tattoos, especially when you're in a tattoo shop, most of the time, everybody around you is going to be like, oh man, you killed it. That was such a good job, you know, uh, excellent work. And nobody is going to be there to tell you not but, necessarily what you no. did wrong. But, but what, yeah, you how to improve. improve. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, um, we all need that. And if I had somebody, I guess it's just a craving from something that I had when, uh, when I was young in this industry, I wanted somebody that I could ask these questions to or send my work to and see what they had to say. Because, again, there was nobody around to let you know those things, you know. Is um, uh, yeah. famous people, does that do anything for you? The fact that you're, do, you're do, tattooing a famous person? Or is it more the art? It's, it's, it's the tattoo itself that matters more. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Without a doubt, to me, the tattoo matters more all day long because I mean, that's, that's what they live with. So uh, far beyond them being famous, like that's still going to be there. Right. And they still have to feel good about that tattoo. So that's not, that always comes number one. Um, but as far as like, um, I, I, I'm so bad with celebrities names and whatnot. So a lot of people 
like somebody may mention a celebrity's name. I have no clue who they are. Uh, if there's any kind of excitement out of it, it's probably going to be from like a YouTuber or somebody that I watch via YouTube. Um, but even still, it's like, I guess I've never really had that um, fangirly, you know, uh, moment. But So when, when do you get tattoos now? Most of the time when there's a, uh, a guest artist in the shop, like I'll have a, somebody who I like is coming to work for a week or two. And if I can find a spot there, that'd be great. Cause then I don't have to travel, which is nice. But would you, are you telling them what you want or are you letting them decide what to do? Sure. So it, it depends on how they work. Most of the time I just let them do what they want to do. However, a lot of people don't like to work with, well, don't just say whatever you want to do. Um, a lot of people will have designs already pre-made, so they may have me pick through those, which is great, uh, because then I can pick something that I like and that they like doing because they made it. Sorry, excuse me. But I um, like the last tattoo I got from my buddy Landon out of Colorado. I just told him whatever, you know what I mean? I just, I really loved his art that much that, you know, I said no gross stuff, like no dicks or vaginas, but other than that, run it, you know. What, do you have one you're most proud of that you did? Uh, like on somebody else? Yeah. Mm, that's a tough one. Um, I'm a big fan of Daft Punk. So there was a Daft Punk I, tattoo I did a while ago that I really liked. And that kind of also springboarded me into doing some like uh, extra reflective tattoos because their helmets were very reflective and people started to comment on that. Um, so I, I, I decided to try like a, a reflective balloon dog and then people really liked that. So I don't know, I might start digging more into that like reflective chrome kind of feel. But, but, but yeah, so... Is, and does that come from trying to do more difficult things, trying to kind of push the limit a little bit? Yeah, a little bit, for sure. I mean, I definitely like to test the waters and see what's possible. You know, I've always been that way, trying to just see what you can get away with, um, you know. So, but, so, yeah. what's, what, so what's next? What, what, what's next for you? As far, just as far as like as a whole? What, what like do you have goals and ambitions do you, what, in 23 was there something that you wanted to do that that this is the year you're going to do it sure so i'm actually getting i'm signing a lease on monday for a um a, a big recording studio across the street from my current shop Love it. wait because it's going to be me and my video guy there and hopefully we can end up um or shout out to ghost team creative ryan dexter but uh hopefully we can create this little video tattoo content creation empire over there. I want to invite my uh, other tattoo shop neighbors over there and we can just create a bunch of cool, like, you know, tattoo artist content. We can all play. Where's the location? Whatever. It's um, in between in between Ogden and uh, the highway on Milwaukee. It's 689 North Milwaukee is the actual tattoo all shop. All right. So I, 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 uh, I, I grew up outside of Chicago, FYI. Oh, where? Uh, Winnetka. Oh, yeah. I know Winnetka well. I'm, I'm kind of up there. Oh, now. you are? In which town? Well, uh, I don't want to say exactly, That's but okay. it's around. Uh, you can hit a, me later and tell yeah, me. But yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. So I grew up, uh, and my family's still there. So I know, I know, know everything well. I'm very close by. Well, Pony, it's awesome talking to you. Uh, I, I, I love again creativity. People on their own doing your thing. Um, uh, again, you, you're, you're the epitome of self-made because you know being an artist, it's all up to you. Everything's up to you. You yes. got to decide it. You got to make it happen. You have to. You, you have to lead. Um, I'm. We're big fans. Anything we could possibly do to continue to support you and your efforts. Well, thank you. Um, uh, when I come to town, uh, I'd be honored if you would give me a tattoo. Uh, yeah, please. I have to think of something. 
I, I got to put at least one of the brands on there in some way. Sure, I'll be in New um, York next month as well. So if you wanted to make it happen, perfect. Your place, we we got to get it on video if that's okay. Yeah, I'll, br I'll bring Ryan. We'll All right, perfect, perfect. But I love talking to you. All the best. Keep going. Don't stop. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you in person. Hey, thanks, Brett, so much for having me. I, I appreciate it so much. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thanks, Pony. Thanks, everybody. Take care. See you.